learn how to get your first 1000 YouTube subscribers. Join our Patreon page now. Link in the description. So I'm always happy, as I said, we met so much great, great, amazing puppeteers all around. And it's always a, a good, like, I'm bubbling right now. I'm just like, yay, another, another podcast. So I just want, before we go into the interview, ask you about like from where you're watching the podcast. I always love to have a little click. I'm watching you from India, like uh, Asia, whatever. You are in the US, wherever. Just write it down on the side so we will smile on this international puppetry meeting. So yeah, this is one thing. And I want also to let you know that we have this workshop coming, not this weekend, but the next one. And I would just drag the beautiful life puppet workshop, children like web series, how to do it with low cost. And it's Danny, Joe Labrec who have this wonderful expertise and you have done it like from scratch. And it's really good, really good uh, children show. So I really want everyone to gather and just watch this. So have a look on the Patreon. It's a member thing. So it's for the member. So I really want to encourage people to have a look on this. And uh, yes, so that's the commercial. So now I want to make sure I, I don't forget anything, but um, I'm not alone in this adventure. I have also Eli my boyfriend who do some tips to help puppeteers to promote themselves online how to to post how to like use tools to make our job more known so be free to also look the tips you have like kind of on the patreon tips to help so yay so yeah we have Kriven T of course there in watching so hi 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 connor hi everyone from tennessee also so now it's time for interview because we have someone amazing and I would just bring her in the screen. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Pam, Pam Asiero. Oh, thank you. Hello, hey. good to see you. Wonderful to be here. Thank you very much to, to be part of this exchange of passion about puppetry. Absolutely. That's what that's what we're here for, right? Yes. So you're now in Connecticut. Correct. I, I live in Connecticut um, all year, pretty much. I, I, uh, the O'Neill is in Connecticut. I work in New York when I work on Sesame Street, and most of the jobs that I do with television is yeah. in New York. But um, I live here, basically. Occasionally, I work in Hawaii, too, but not all the time anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a different climate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I want like just to introduce, I always like when the puppeteer introduce uh, himself, herself to okay. the crowd. So Sesame Street, like people are maybe really curious yeah. to drop that. So for the one who don't know you. Maybe. Okay, um, I'm Pam Arciero. I am a puppeteer on Sesame Street is my main job. Uh, I play Grangetta Grouch, Oscar's girlfriend, and I have since, 1983, which is a really long time. Um, I have worked with a lot of the greats at Sesame Street. I've been very honored to work with Jim Henson and Richard Hunt and Jerry Nelson. And 
they were all also my really good friends. And of course the great Carol Spinney, uh, just so sad that he's not with us. And now we have a really great young crew coming up at Sesame. And I'm very proud to be a part of Sesame Street still. Um, we're, we're finishing shooting season 51 at this point and talking about season 52, which, you know, in this in this time frame, we don't know how that's gonna be done exactly, but we do know we will be going ahead and going forward with more Sesame Streets, um, which is really exciting. Um, I also direct, I direct walk around shows, which are the big characters. Um, I direct their, the dance performance sides of it and um, the vocal records. I record the, um, the talent doing the vocals from the original Sesame Street show. And then I put those shows in uh, for beaches and for SeaWorld and for Sesame Place. I'll go and um, help them load the shows in. And of course that's gonna be really complicated this year because I don't know if they're gonna let us even go to Turks and Caicos in Jamaica, right? I'm supposed to put a show in uh, in September. So we'll see what happens with that. I'm also um, the director of the National Puppetry Conference at the Eugene O'Neill Theater Center. And I have been doing that for quite a while too. I wanna say 17 years, 18 years. Um, I started with the conference. The first conference was 30 years ago. I was the guest artist at that time. Um, and since um, I pretty much worked with it ever since in some format and um, about 18 years ago, I became uh, the artistic director. Uh, oh, yeah. And it's one of the joys of my life to be able to bring puppetry to new people, to meet all the puppet artists, to bring an artist in to show how you think about puppetry, how your process works, and then be able to share that with other puppeteers and other people learning to be puppeteers. It's a fantastic opportunity and I truly appreciate that. I work all year on it. It's two weeks usually in June. This past year, we just did a five day um, online version that was mm -hmm. actually much more successful than I thought because so much of puppetry is tactile. So much of puppetry is what we touch and what we move. And so yeah. to do it with this wall of, of this screen here between all of us, how do we make that work? And then how do we develop a sense of community? Because that's the other thing the O'Neill does is it creates community between puppeteers. You know you have a puppet. If you have a question about shadow puppets, you know you can call Jim Nappy because you met him at the O'Neill. You know, it's that kind of um, connection that I was worried we were not going to have. Anyway, so that's what I do. I'm originally from Honolulu. My undergraduate degree is in dance and my graduate degree is in puppetry. And um, I came from Hawaii to study puppetry and then I auditioned for Jim Henson and I was lucky enough to be accepted into the company at that point in time. So it's been a very charmed existence for me. I love international puppetry. I go to festivals, any international festival that will ask me or have me or let me buy a ticket to, I will generally go. Again, COVID is like changing all of that. So we'll see what happens next year. Um, but I pretty much love any form of puppetry and have tried to learn pretty all of them, at least kind of well. I mean, probably what I do best is television, but, <laughs> and I think that's enough about me. <laughs> but that's an amazing journey, as you said, like, all of this getting getting together all around puppetry at the O'Neill, and it's really uh, wonderful. Yeah, thanks. It's it's been a, like I said, a charmed existence. I I'm really lucky, very lucky person. So yeah, and we wish every puppeteer to just 
get lucky too. But I want to know mm -hmm. the, the famous question that I always ask, why do you cherish this art of puppetry? I think because there's, there's a couple reasons. One of them is kind of selfish on my part, which is a, as a puppeteer, I can play any character I can think of. No one is going to see who, what I look like. I don't look like an, uh, you know, a middle-aged woman. I can be a little girl. I can be a boy. I can be a dog. I can be a frog. I can be a cat. I can be whatever I want because you don't see me. You see it through the object. Yeah. And I think that's a real gift. And then the other part of it is that it allows us to not be so tied into reality. It, it allows us, our imaginations to breathe and move and gain air and become something else, something not of this world necessarily. And the puppet is not of this world. We can make it, we can make it of this world, but generally speaking, the puppet is not of this world. The puppet is someplace else. And that's the real thing I love is being able to go from here to anywhere in the universe with a puppet. Yes. It's so much freedom. I totally agree. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the next is about the crush. I always want to know how did your crush for puppetry happen? Does he have a specific moment? Well, kind of, I do. Um, I was studying dance at the University of Hawaii and my undergraduate degree, of course, is in dance. But um, a man came to teach puppetry at the University of Hawaii named Kermit Love. And he was the man who built Big Bird and designed the Snuffleupagus and a whole bunch of other puppets. And so, you know, out in Hawaii, we didn't get a lot of opportunities for people like that. So here was this person coming. And even though I was in dance, I was still in drama and doing some other theater things. Um, and a couple of my girlfriends in dance said, you know, we're going to take this puppet thing. You want to do it with us? And I went, okay. And I went and here was this amazing man. He was originally a costume designer. He always brags about having put the platform shoes on Carmen Miranda. Um, and he went from costume design to building giant puppets. That's kind of where he ended up. His name was Kermit Love and we all just called him Kermit the person. You know, we met Jim Henson in an elevator because their doorman knew that Jim Henson do, did Kermit the Frog. And, and they said, you know, there's a Kermit person in the building and we think you should just meet him for that. And then when they met, they realized how much they had in common and Jim encouraged Kermit to Kermit love to come and work for the company. So oh. he came and he taught me about puppets. He made me fall in love with puppets. He, he talked about the art of the puppet and how you can make a puppet breathe and how you, how puppets can say things that no one else can say. And that it's a longstanding art form. And he sort of gave us a history of, how puppets have influenced people since forever, since caveman times, you know, since sitting in front of a fire and there's shadows on the wall, you're gonna start telling a story with those shadows. So he opened the whole world for me. It was like a bomb dropped. And suddenly I realized that's exactly what the rest of my life was gonna be at, at that moment with Kermit. And we did a show and I studied with him all that summer. And then he came back the following summer and I was finishing my degree and I studied with him again and it was, it was just the best. So um, he and Carol Spinney had come to visit in Hawaii a couple of times. They both encouraged me to come to New York. 
which at that time from Hawaii, it's a long ways away from home. You know, yeah. it's, it's 10,000 miles away from home. So I, I hemmed and hawed and decided, yes, indeed, that's what I wanted to do. But the safety of going to a university program as opposed to landing in New York and trying to figure it out uh, appealed to me and especially to my parents. So, so I went to the University of Connecticut, which fortunately had a, a degrees, three degrees, even then back in 1978 or nine. Yeah. Um, had three degrees in puppetry, which is pretty rare. So I went and got an MA in puppetry there. I worked on it um, along with some other really great puppeteers who've all come out of there too with us. And, in, and when I wasn't in school, I was going down and visiting Kermit Love at his studio, Great Jones Studio, um, down in New York and walking around the set of Sesame Street with him and watching what he was doing and always going, this is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> always doing that. And he was, he was a challenging person. He was a brilliant man. And he just totally taught me how to love the art form of puppetry in all its many manifestations. So. Very grateful for that. That's so great to have someone who could like just take your hand and just look at this. And yeah, that's what he did. That's amazing. Whoa. And I want to know about like the, the path of study, like in your opinion, because we have the Yukon University, but right. maybe you have your opinion about what would be the best field of study. Like you start dance, maybe dance is part of your career also in terms of movement well because puppetry at its core is often about movement yeah um i think that dance is a very good place to start but puppetry is also about acting and singing and understanding character so it is a combination of all the arts which is one of the things i love about puppetry you can be a great singer and a terrible puppeteer you can be a great actor and an awful puppeteer you can be a great puppeteer and a terrible singer. I mean, it works all those ways. Mm -hmm. But as a puppeteer, you try to be the best you can at all of the arts because you will be required to sing at some point and you're going to act like a character. You have to act and be believable and lovable and hateable and all those things that characters are. You have to be able to make a scene work. You have to be able to drive the scene and understand the beats of the scene just like any actor would and do it yeah. well, because you have to do it through a puppet, through another character, not just yourself, but through another, um, you know, vassal. So, um, and then comes the creative, the art, the plastic side of it, right? You have to learn how to build, uh, usually most puppeteers don't, I have a luxury now that puppets are built for me at Sesame Street, I don't have to build them myself, but when you start out, you have to build them yourself. Yeah. So, um, you know, the art side comes into it, the, the craft side of it, the making, the sewing, the designing, the figuring out what your character should look like. Um, so I think in a lot of ways, puppeteers are Renaissance people. They are, they are the ones who have to do everything in order to make it work. You kind of have to have a little bit of everything. You have to be, you know, a, a jack of all trades. And as I say, master of none, not quite true, but a jack of all trades. You need to be able to touch on all those different areas. Or like for me, if I know costuming a puppet may not be my forte, I can do an okay costume, but then maybe I'm going to call up Polly Smith, who I think is one of the most incredible puppet costume builders. And she'll build a costume for me if I, if I ask her and tell her exactly what I need. So 
Um, why was I saying? So anyway, it is a complicated process. You know, and it's kind of unfair because you don't expect actors to write their own scripts and you don't expect actors to make their own clothes, but somehow with puppeteers, you do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you need to have a little of everything. You need to yeah, just be aware of all the, the thing part of the job. That's great. And um, do you have your own definition of a puppet? I do think the bottom line is a puppet is an inanimate object made animate. So it could be anything. What we do as puppeteers is breathe life into whatever that is, whether it is a teapot or a, a cup of coffee or a beautifully designed marionette or, or a, a hand puppet or, you know, that is our job. As a puppeteer, your job is to sell the life in this creature, this thing. And it can be anything, yeah. but you as a puppeteer can make it live and breathe. And that is my definition of a puppet. Yes, it's a lot of intention to put into the object. Right, yeah, whatever the object is, it can be any object. It's, it's you figuring out how that object lives and breathes and thinks and moves and wants and doesn't want and walks through the universe. That's your job, you know? That yeah. is your job as a puppeteer, which is always fascinating and delightful to get to that bottom line and figure that out, I find. That's, yeah. that's my joy. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's kind of philosophy a bit. Like, do you think all of this kind of intention about the object help a, a puppeteer to define himself as a human being or like? To oh, absolutely. I mean, that's the reason we do it, right? We're talking about ourselves. Everything we do talks about ourselves. That's why that's life. So when you do breathe life into that puppet, you are breathing your life into that puppet. You're breathing your attitudes and your understanding even if it's not a character that's necessarily like you. You know, Grangetta, who I play, is a complete grouch. And most people will tell you, I'm not incredibly grouchy. I can be, but not, not all the time. But she is absolutely always grouchy. So, um, you know, finding that balance of who that person inside of you is and bringing that back out, that is, that is what we do, you know? Yes, it's really, it's really cute also to think in terms of like difference and just create something that you're right. not, as you said yeah. at the beginning. You have to walk that bridge over to the other side is really what you do, right? From your, yeah. whatever your comfortable space is, you get on a bridge and walk over to that other character to find out who they are and what their needs are and, and how to love them. Because yeah. the bottom line is, it's about love. It's about love of that character. Because even if they're a terrible character, even if they're evil, even if they're someone who's supposed to be doing terrible things, there is still love in the, the center of that character. It is still love that is motivating most people to do whatever they do, even when it's not good, even when it's, it's terrible things. It's, it's a yeah. lack of understanding maybe, but there still is at the core that yeah. need in that understanding, so. I love this. <laughs> That's so beautiful. And do you think our art, like puppetry, is in an ascension right now? Well, you know, having been a puppeteer for over 40 years at this point in my life, there's always times where it seems like there's a ton of puppetry and then it sort of goes quiet again. And I do think at this point in time, we are sort of in an up, up, 
uprising. I think that we are in the part of the spiral that is going up and up. Yeah. And I think there's so much, one of the things is that there's so much more information. When I was a young puppeteer, it was impossible to find out how to build a marionette. Even from the book, you'd sit there staring at it and just go, I, I, I can't figure out how to string this. But you can, you can go online. You can meet people across the world who will help you figure out the stringing and the balance of a marionette, figure out how to make that puppet. So I do think it, we are in ascension because of the media that we have available to mm -hmm. us. And I think also the fact that, that there is something tactile and 3D about puppets, and that is what's selling everything to me right mm -hmm. now. You know, when you see a, a flat cartoon character, like say Mickey Mouse, mm -hmm. he's flat. You know Mickey Mouse is not gonna come off that page and hug you and hold you. When you see Kermit the Frog, you know there's a chance if you met that frog, he might give you a hug or he might mm -hmm. shake your hand or he might jump on your shoulder and go for a walk with you. That is something uh, an animated, a flat cartoon character can never sell you. You will never mm -hmm. believe that character is gonna do that. And when you see those giant walk-arounds at the parks, it's kind of like, oh, okay. And you step oh. away, you know, because it's not real. There is something about the three-dimensional value that uh -huh. brings that is absolutely different than, than any other um, character format in terms of animation goes to me. Yes, know? that's true. And it's so like, like lovable this 3d thing you just yeah. like you attach more and more but do you feel like we reach the full potential of puppetry or is still a oh, room no, for... I think I, one of the gifts and delights about puppetry is simply that you are always learning you are always growing and so is the art form you know uh, a few years back when computer generated characters came in, everyone said, oh, puppetry's over. They're never gonna do puppets again. They can do it on the computer. Why do they need you? And so then you had, uh, my favorite example is always the Star Wars. You had Yoda in the first Star Wars who was a puppet and everybody adored and loved. And then they went ahead and created a CG Yoda and everybody thought it was creepy and weird and wanted nothing to do with it. <laughs> because it had too many movements in its face and it's going in. You were just like, no, 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 no. So um, they went back to the puppet. Now, it's not that we don't enhance a little bit. There are things um, you could do with computer enhancement in puppets in film, which I think is fascinating. You know, if you wanted individual finger movement, you could take forever to build a mechanism that would do that on an actual puppet, or you could hold up a hand the puppet hand and then animate that with um, computer generated animation. And then you have the marriage of the puppet and the animation. And it's, you don't know where it begins and ends and it's much more believable if that's what you're selling. Um, so, and then the other thing is every, every puppeteer makes the art form better. Every puppeteer finds something new. Every puppeteer adds themselves to it. And it is a continually growing and expanding um, horizon for me just to know more and more people, hear their voices, hear what they want to tell you, what they, what's inside of them and what's coming out through these, through whatever puppet form they're taking. And also because there are so many puppet forms and we're learning all the time about how we can use shadows in a different way, how we can use rod puppets in a different way, how we can use string puppets entirely different way. 
Um, so I think that they're, they're never, puppetry is never going to reach the top. It's always going to be growing. It's always moving upward and we're learning more and more and more as we go. Always. Yeah. yeah I love it. It's so optimistic. It's <laughs> yeah. I, I believe that too. It's really true. And yeah. where do you see puppetry art in 10 years? 10 years. Hmm. Well, you know, COVID has changed so much of how we look at things. Yeah, that's true. Um, Maybe it could be part of the question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's very, you know, like even thinking in terms of when do we go back to the theater? Um, what if we don't go back for two years? What happens? Do people forget about how live theater feels or why it was important? I mean, we get a lot of needs filled with this right here, right? Right, what yeah. we're looking at. We're getting a lot, a lot of our needs met for that kind of entertainment. Yeah. So what happens? I mean, my, my hope is that in 10 years, we will be fully on doing regular touring with puppets, live puppet shows everywhere and theater and being able to visit and sit next to each other and enjoy a show and clap. And because that, that experience of an audience together understanding and enjoying the same moment is you can't get that from a screen, right? If we're all in our individual homes, we know we're sort enjoying it pretty much at the same time, but it's not like the roar you hear from an audience when they laugh all together or when they, there's a sob, a gentle sob in the middle of an audience because of something really moving. So I hope in 10 years, we have a good combination of both. I hope that there still is wonderful puppet films and television for people to see. And I hope that we'll have th flourishing theaters everywhere where people can go and enjoy a genuine group theater experience with puppets. I, mm -hmm. I, I would love to have, see that both of those things are flourishing and moving forward. Um, yeah. You know, a previous time I might have thought about more fanciful out there things, but at this point in time, I just want our stuff back. I just want us to go to the theater together. I just want to sit in a theater, you know? It's, yeah. It seems simple, but the times are are very hard on us. They are really are. They're very, the times have driven us into a whole new way of thinking about things. Not necessarily bad, but we have to consider, you know, where we'll be and what we'll do in that, in that time. Yeah. It's just the way it is. Right yeah. Yeah, we have to to be smart and and grow and try to find our own expansion in this. Even we, if we don't have the live right. thing, but that's that's a sad thing. Maybe we we could take a, a question from the audience. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's one about about kids, but kids and adults. Puppets are great to teaching kids. How about puppets teaching adults. Hi, Howard. Um, <laughs> I think they're great at teaching adults. I think it depends on the subject matter. I think you could approach some really difficult subjects with a puppet and people will accept it from them that you would not maybe accept from a human being talking to you that way. I mean, that was always sort of the case with Oscar. You know, um, he could say almost anything and people would buy it. And if an, if a human turned to you and said, scram, get out of here, you're bugging me. Um, you would think, wow, what a terrible person. But if it was Oscar, you just go, oh, Oscar. And it, and it taught you kind of a, 
a sense of, of you know, understanding and, and let you be a little grateful for who you are and understanding who that person is and let them have their space to be who they are. So I do think puppets definitely could teach um, adults. I, I think that's not a problem whatsoever. I think it depends on the subject matter, you know? Yeah, it's always a, a viewpoint, how, how we bring this, the viewpoint of the puppetry in right. front of adults. That's right. true, and I always try to educate people. No, but you, have you seen for adults? And a lot of people don't know. Like, well, it, in North America, it's it's yeah. unknown. I mean, in Europe and in other cultures, puppetry is for adults. You know, yeah. it, it is a normal adult thing. It's not a. It's not just for kids to go. It's for the whole family or specifically adult. So it's just kind of re-educating all of us here in, in this this part of the world. Yeah, we have a lot of job to do. Yes, a lot of work. <laughs> Definitely. And if, to, for the conclusion, I always ask the puppeteer if you have like a, a fellow friend around. <laughs> Let me see who I can dig up here. <laughs> little, little challenging sometimes just to. Yes, and yes with that, but you are used to television, how it's like invert. Well, I don't know if this is inverse, actually. I didn't double check. And that's my yeah. rule always to flip the camera. And I didn't, I don't think I did that because as television puppeteers, we always work with it backwards. We don't, we don't correct it. I think in England, sometimes they do, but um, in order for the words to go up with Sesame Street, right? For the ABCs and the one, two, threes to be in the right direction, you have to flip the camera. It's not a mirror. It's the opposite of a mirror. So let's see what this is. Ick, are you on? Not quite. Okay. This is Leona. Uh, hi. Leona and I were in television for a long time together on a show called Between the Lions. We miss it still. Oh. We, do. we did some good teaching about reading and what's going on. I I I just love being in television. I love being being with kids and talking about reading and I have a brother who's really mean and talking about my whole life but uh, here I am yeah <laughs> I love his eyes he, he, like, oh. I love your eyes too <laughs> <laughs> it's good and a lot of time in a library that's where our house was and yeah we were lions in a library and do you have a book, like a favorite book you could recommend to the audience? Um, I love If You Give a Mouse a Cookie. That's one of my favorites. And um, yeah, I like I like lots of kids' books. I like all the Dr. Seuss books. <gasps> Those are so fun. One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. <laughs> I love those. Oh. <laughs> Oh, lots of good books. I love books too. It's it's amazing yeah. to read. Uh -huh. Reading's the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just like <laughs> You just what I see you over there. How you, are, where are you? You're so far away from me. Yeah, I'm in Montreal actually. You are? Yeah. Montreal. Uh, 
It's in Canada. <gasps> Is that another country? Yeah. Okay. So you're far, far away. Yeah, we are international. Cool. I love being an international lion. <laughs> and I'm not lying. <laughs> I love bad jokes, by the way. <laughs> That's fine. We could we could enjoy your bad bad jokes. Oh, thanks. Yeah, we have people commenting your beautiful, beautiful colors. Leo, <laughs> shy. Now you're embarrassing me. Not really. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much, both of you. I'm gonna go lie down now. Thanks so much. Nice to see you. <laughs> oh, so cute. That's Thanks. so cute. Thanks. She's my girl. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Kind of, we feel the experience also of like working with the character and really know the personality of it. It's yeah, really that's that's the plan. <laughs> yeah. That's the best way it works. Yeah, so thank you. And I want to ask you if people want to see more of you, your work, or uh, where they can find maybe you. <laughs> I don't really have a website, generally speaking. Um, it's like Wikipedia or YouTube. You can look up the characters I play, Grangetta, Sesame Street. There's a lot of stuff on there. Um, Between the Lions, there's a lot on YouTube if you look up Between the Lions. Um, yeah, I should probably do a website. It's just I've been doing other stuff. <laughs> But the O'Neill website and, and it's, the it's website, kind of... The O'Neill.org. Um, yeah. sesamestreet.org all of those just go right there and you'll find them yes amazing thank you very much Pam, thank for you. The... so nice to meet you yeah true Montreal sometime soon yeah yeah when when the border open nice. <laughs> Canada and US will yes. join together for that, would be good. that would be great yes. <laughs> Totally. So thank you. Stay there. I will say goodbye to everyone and okay. we can chat after. So thank yeah, thank you very much. Everyone, that was this episode with the wonderful Pam. Thank you very much for watching. And yeah, we have people from India watching us in Tennessee. So it's It's really great to connect all over the world. Have a look on the Patreon again, this workshop coming, and it's wonderful to, to talk about web series, how to shoot as we explore those online platforms. So stay tuned and we have tips for promotion, for puppetry art. So I will wish you the best and uh, see you really soon. We have another podcast tomorrow. Bye everyone. Good night. Learn how to get your first 1,000 YouTube subscribers. Join our Patreon page now. Link in the description.